All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, this is Pastor Doug Minton standing in the confessional corner with you, and we get a bit of a change this week and next week as we've had several articles where we have spent the better part of a month on each of them, breaking it down. These next two weeks, we have two really short articles. Uh, this one is incredibly short, but it is one of the most contentious things in all of the scriptures. That is Christ ascent into hell. Next week, we look at the things that are indifferent, the adiaphora, which again can be anything. There was a recent article in the Concordia Theological Quarterly from the Concordia Seminary in Fort Wayne uh, talking about or Article 10 on adiaphora as a guide for how the church should view its relationship with temporal power, especially coming off of the COVID-19 pandemic. So that is on this most recent issue of that journal. So if you have a copy of that, or I can even try to get the link for it in the notes for next week's episode. But enough about next week. Let's talk about this week. Again, this is going to be a quick one as far as reading the text goes, because I believe it is an entire five paragraphs. And I'm going to read the entire thing, both the epitome and the solid declaration, which surprisingly, the epitome is actually longer than the solid declaration. But here we go. The epitome. Article 9, The Descent of Christ into Hell, page 495 in Concordia, the Lutheran Confessions. The status of the controversy. This article has also been disputed among some theologians who have subscribed to the Augsburg Confession. When and in what manner did the Lord Christ, according to our simple Christian faith, descend into hell? Was this done before or after his death? Did this happen only to his soul, only to the divinity, or with body and soul, spiritually or bodily? Does this article belong to Christ's passion or to his glorious victory and triumph? This article, like the preceding article, cannot be grasped by the senses or by our reason. It must be grasped through faith alone. Therefore, it is our unanimous opinion that there should be no dispute over it. It should be believed and taught only in the simplest way. Teach it like Dr. Luther of blessed memory in his sermon at Tor Torgau in the year 1533. He has explained this article in a completely Christian way. He separated all useless, unnecessary questions from it and encouraged all godly Christians to believe with all Christian simplicity. It is enough if we know that Christ descended into hell, destroyed hell for all believers, and delivered them from the power of death and the devil, from eternal condemnation and the jaws of hell. We will save our questions and not curiously investigate about how this happened until the other world. Then not only this mystery, but others also will be revealed that we simply believe here and cannot grasp with our blind reason. So far the epitome. Now we move over to page 596 in the Concordia, the Lutheran Confessions, and we have the Solid Declarations text. Even in the ancient Christian teachers of the church, as well as among some of our teachers, different explanations of the article about Christ's descent to hell are found. Therefore, we abide in the simplicity of our Christian faith. Dr. Luther has pointed us to this in a sermon about Christ's descent to hell, 
which he delivered in the castle of Torgau in the year 1533. In the creed we confess, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. In this confession, Christ's burial and descent to hell are distinguished as different articles. We simply believe that the entire person, God and man, descended into hell after the burial, conquered the devil, destroyed hell's power, and took from the devil all his might. We should not, however, trouble ourselves with high and difficult thoughts about how this happened. With our reason and our five senses, this article can be understood as little as the preceding one about how is Christ is placed at the right hand of God's almighty power and majesty. We are simply to believe it and cling to the word. We, so we hold to the substance and consolation that neither hell nor the devil can take captive or injure us and all who believe in Christ. All right. Very simple. Very straight to the point. What is our stance? We firmly believe that it happened. God and man descended into hell. When does it happen? These are the questions that come up in the status of the controversy in the epitome. You know, when did it happen? Did it happen before Jesus' death? Or did it happen while Jesus was in the tomb? Did it happen as he was Awakened by the Holy Spirit in the resurrection, and then he descended to then rise on Easter morning? Or is it something that happened immediately following his death? We don't know. Jesus doesn't tell us. Nobody tells us. In fact, the, one of the main reasons this has become such a hotly debated topic is because there is only one oblique reference to it in the entire scriptures. And this is starting in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Here is the entirety of the scripture on Christ's descent into hell. And it's very vague. Yes, he was put to death in the flesh, made alive by the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. Now we have all of this, all these questions about it, and simply... What we need to know is right there. Jesus descended into hell. He, he proclaimed his victory over death, hell, and the grave. And it took away all power from the devil to be able to come after us, to claim us as his own. And so therefore, this bleeds right into where we've been in Revelation chapter 12 with the casting out of Satan from heaven in the final war in heaven, the proclamation that woe to the earth for the devil has come to you knowing that his time is short, that he redoubles his efforts against us because he knows the time is short and he wants to not be the only resident in hell, which of course he knows he's not going to be because he has his angels that will be cast into the lake of fire with him, but also all non-believers, all those who refuse to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They will also be there as well. 
Now, this preaching that Jesus does to the souls in prison is also a matter of great discussion. And even among evangelicals in the last decade or so have been trying to figure out exactly what this preaching is. And quite honestly, it is simply his declaration of his victory over sin, death, the devil, hell, everything. That he has overcome the world. That is the great comfort we have in Christ's descent into hell. Not that, as some people say, he went down to continue suffering. Because on the cross, before he died, he said, it is finished. Everything is done. There is no more suffering to be done by Jesus descending into hell. He does it as the beginning of his victory parade. And again, when in the timeline of Good Friday to Easter morning does this happen? I don't know. I don't care to know. As Luther points out in his Torgal sermon in 1533, just simply believe it, because that is what the scripture says, that is what the Apostles' Creed says. And that is all we need to know about it. Because it is not necessary for us to be able to figure out all these things. Christ is a mystery for a reason. And we've talked about it the last two months with the person of Christ, the personal union, how he can be in the Lord's Supper at one in every place all at the same time and all of this. It's yet another one of the mysteries that, yes, we can hope for an answer in the next world. And it'll probably make perfect sense to us then. But then again, we will also have perfect reason at that point. But until then, we wrestle. We wrestle with all the things around us. We wrestle with the questions that we cannot answer. But the question here of Christ's descent into hell, it is not a question for you to wrestle with trying to find an answer. It is a question where you find the comfort that Jesus has even overcome hell for you. Amen.